Want to be more confident when having business conversations? Join the Small Talk Made Simple class. In this free email course, you'll learn how to exude confidence when talking to anyone and when explaining what you do. Sign up now at thecmethod.com. You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Episode 91 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. My name is Christina Cantors, communication skills speaker, coach, and ukulele enthusiast. Thank you for spending some time with me today. This is the very last episode of the year. Pretty exciting, I know. I've done 52 podcast episodes this year, including this one. Well, well, 51 to be exact. My sister Liz A. Cantor's filled in for me when I was overseas in Vietnam. But yeah, 52 episodes in total. And it's been an absolute cracker of the year. I've had such a good time and achieved quite a lot, I'm, I think. I spent a month in the Philippines. I spent a month in the US and spoke at the Podcast Movement Conference there. I emceed my first major conference. I launched a book. Yeah, all sorts of really, really exciting things. So I'm looking forward to more amazing things in 2017. And coming to the end of the year, I think it's always nice to do a bit of a recap. And even for you, you know, personally or with your career or with your business, thinking about what did you do well this year? What could you have done better? What would you like to do more of next year? And what did you learn? I believe it's so important to think about lessons that you've learned and, and what we can, you know, take from that to then be even better moving forward. So in this episode, I will be sharing with you 16 things I learned in 2016. So this is like a roundup of the year. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash 2016. That's the numbers 2016. And remember that URL because every other podcast episode that I mention or other things and videos and stuff that I mention in this episode, I'll put links to all of those in the show notes so that you don't have to remember a bunch of different URLs. So show notes again at thecmethod.com slash 2016. Before we get to that, I'd like to give a shout out to listener Manelik, who also happens to be a member of my Toastmasters club. And the other week, Manelik came up to me and he said, hey, Christina, guess what I did this afternoon? I was like, uh, what? He goes, I listened to your podcast. And Manelik gave me really, really amazing feedback. He said that the thing he liked about my podcast was that it was conversational and not super overly sort of rehearsed like a lot of other podcasts he listens to. And he said that he binge listened to a bunch of episodes and that he found them all really, really helpful. So thank you, Manelik, for listening and for giving me that feedback as well. I really appreciate it. All right, let's get to the main content of this episode. In no particular order, 16 Things I Learned in 2016. Number one, this podcast has taken off. <laughs> and this is something that I just learned this morning. I don't usually check my stats, but I had a quick look at my stats of this podcast. And turns out for the last three months, this podcast has been hitting over 12,000 downloads a month. And it peaked in October with over 15,000 downloads just in October, 
which I couldn't believe. Like I, I can't actually believe. I thought the stats were wrong. I was like, "This, these aren't right. Something, something's wrong here." And then I realized, no, they're they're correct, and I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed. Like twelve thousand downloads a month consistently. I did not realize that I was that high with the downloads. So thank you so much for your support and for being a listener. I really, really appreciate it. It's what keeps me going with the podcast, really, knowing that people are listening to this show and benefiting from it. Alrighty, number two, the more you practice your speaking, the better you get. Now, I know this sounds like a bit of a no-brainer, but it was really it was reiterated to me when I went to the Philippines for a month with Rotary International in February this year. And that was a month-long speaking tour. And I went around speaking at schools and universities and, and events about confidence and communication skills and also a bit about my story and how I went from being an architect to becoming an entrepreneur and, and a speaker and a, a coach. And I was constantly getting up to speak, getting up to speak, meeting people who I didn't know, getting up to speak in front of huge audiences, small audiences, young audiences, older audiences. And by the end of it, I felt like, you know what? I can speak in front of anyone. Throw me in front of anyone and I will happily get up and speak. And it totally, for the most part, killed off my speaking nerves. Not to say that I don't get nervous anymore. I still do. But having that experience of speaking so many times in a short space of time really pushed my confidence up. So if you want to get better at speaking, the best way to do that is to speak and just do it over and over and over again. And this is why I love going to Toastmasters because it gives you that practice. So join something like Toastmasters or Rostrum or just put your hand up to speak whenever there is an opportunity. I promise you, you will get better every single time. Number three, be prepared for absolutely anything when you speak. When I was in the Philippines, I was asked to get up and sing on multiple occasions, and that was something I was not prepared for. And it taught me that anything, absolutely anything, can happen during a presentation. So it's best to be prepared for the unexpected and to not freak out when it happens. Number four, speaking begets more speaking. Now, apart from the podcast, I don't really do much advertising at all. I mean, on my website, you can see that I do speaking, but apart from that, I don't use Facebook ads. I don't use Google ads or anything like that. All of my work comes to me through the speaking gigs that I do. And I found that every time I did a speaking gig, I got another speaking gig from that one, or people would run up to me and ask me if I could coach them. So if you want to do more speaking, again, do more speaking and you will get more speaking from that because you are demonstrating your skills and your expertise and your talents or whatever. You're demonstrating that when you're up and speaking. And if you can do it well and communicate your message well and do it with confidence, people are going to look at you and go, wow, we need to get that person to speak at our next meetup or event or whatever that is. So again, take every opportunity to speak. Number five, be hyper aware of cultural differences when speaking to a foreign audience. Now, for more details on this, check out my podcast episode on speaking to an international audience, where I share a bunch of lessons I learned from my time in the Philippines. And I learned that, in, well, in the Philippines, they love music. So I was able to integrate music into my presentations. That's just one example. I don't think it would work as well here in Australia. I'd probably get some strange looks, but over there, it worked a treat. 
So again, if you're speaking to a foreign audience or an audience of a different culture, definitely check out that episode and I'll put links to that in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 2016. Number six, you never know what opportunities come out of a networking event. Um, Like I mentioned, most of my work, I would say 90% of my work that is coaching, running workshops for businesses, speaking at events, 90% of that comes from word of mouth and referrals. And, And you don't have to be speaking at an event. Simply go to an event and be networking, talking to people, making great connections. You never know who you will meet. So even if you're feeling tired or if it's raining or whatever crappy excuse you, you're going to make for yourself, just go because you'll ne- you never know who's going to be there, who you're going to meet, who you're going to connect with and what opportunities will come out of that. And this also counts for internal networking. So if you work for a large company, if you can go to company events and network internally and get to know people within your company, that will also help to accelerate your career, okay? Number seven, I need to move fairly quickly through these because <laughs> there's 16 of them. Number seven is I learned the profit first system. Now, my friend Willow O'Brien told me about this. She's an excellent coach for heart-centered entrepreneurs. Um, Willow told me about this book by Mike Michalowicz and it's called Profit First. And this changed the way I do my finances. And the basic concept is that uh, whatever it is that you earn, you allocate some of that money to profit. So you set it aside and then, and then some of it you pay yourself and then the rest of it you go, okay, this is how much I've got to spend on expenses. Now this goes against the traditional way of managing business finances where you, you earn revenue and then you spend what you need to and then whatever's left over is your profit. So it takes, it's a completely different way. Well, it turns it on its head and it goes about it the opposite way, completely different way of looking at it. But it means that you make profit in your business from day one. And it doesn't matter how small your your revenue is, you will still be earning profit. So it's, and I found it to be an excellent way to manage my money. So check it out. It's called Profit First. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Number eight. The reason why we freeze up mentally when we're nervous. Have you ever lost your words or just completely forgotten your train of thought or what you were saying when speaking to an audience? I have. And it's all to do with us physically freezing up with our bodies. And I learned this from Abe Warwick, who I interviewed in my last episode, episode 90, And we talked about the physiological effects that we go through when we're scared or nervous. And one thing I learned from from Abe was if we can relax our bodies before we speak, it actually helps to open up our minds and to think more freely and more creatively as well. When you are nervous and your body tenses up, it actually tenses up your mind, which restricts you from thinking freely, which is why you actually forget what you're going to say. Okay, so if you want more to hear more about that, make sure you listen to that episode with Abe Warwick. That's episode 90. Number nine, the ninth thing I'm going to share with you of what I learned in 2016 is inexperience can be an advantage. So I was part of a Toastmasters competition earlier this year. I was competing at the club level and then I won that one and then I moved on to the next level where we competed against other clubs. 
And I was sitting there waiting to go on when I realized that a guy I was competing against had been doing Toastmasters for about 20 years and he'd been the area director or something for a number of years as well. And I thought, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can beat this guy. He's got so much experience on me. And then one of my colleagues leaned over and he said, hey, don't worry about your competition. Just focus on being the best that you can be, okay? And I was like, oh, all right, sure, let's do this. So I went up and I gave my speech and, drum roll, I won. Yes. And I realized that sometimes when you're not experienced with something, it makes you try harder. It makes you keep learning and it makes you be more creative and think differently about how you approach it. Sometimes if you've been doing things for a really, really long time, you can become complacent or continue to do things the same way. So sometimes being inexperienced can pay off. Alrighty, number 10. Launching a product is a lot of work. (laughs) I had been threatening to launch this book that I released only a couple of weeks ago, The Confidence Blueprint. I had been threatening to launch that, I think, almost all year. I'd been telling my friends, colleagues, you guys on the podcast, I'm going to launch this book real soon, real soon. It's going to happen. And I just didn't do it because it takes a lot of work. And I didn't realize how much I didn't know about actually putting a book together, creating, uh, putting it online, creating that whole sales system and all of that. But now that it's done, I'm so happy and I'm looking forward to creating and launching more books and products in 2017. Now that I've gone through that process the first time, I feel it should be easier moving on from here. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you'll know that I have launched that book and I'm offering it to podcast listeners for 50% off until early January. So if you're listening to this and you haven't grabbed a copy yet of The Confidence Blueprint, that's an ebook and audio bundle plus three bonus videos for you, all designed to help you be more confident when talking about yourself, explaining what you do and making small talk. If you want to grab a copy of that for 50% off, go to thecmethod.com slash blueprint50. That's blueprint50. Okay, moving on to lesson number 11. I love emceeing. <laughs> I was very fortunate this year to be asked to emcee the League of Extraordinary Women conference back in August, and that was to 400 women entrepreneurs. And we had eight incredible female entrepreneur speakers. And it was my job to introduce them and also to get the audience warmed up to keep the event moving on time and smoothly and to make sure that everyone stayed engaged and and happy and excited throughout the day. And this was the first time I'd emceed a conference of this size. And I had so much fun. And it inspired me to do an episode about emceeing, facilitating, and moderating. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes if an opportunity like this has come up for you as well. Also, being able to emcee is another great speaking opportunity. So if this comes up for you, do say yes. It's great fun. The pressure's actually off because you're not the featured speaker, right? So you can have more fun with with it. That's what I found. So emceeing is something that I would definitely love to do more of in 2017. Lesson number 12, video marketing works. 
Okay, so doing video is something like launching my book, is something that I've been threatening to do. And people have kept saying to me, Christina, you should do more video, more video, you know, you're good on video. So I finally got back together. I wrote a script. I was given some lights, some beautiful professional lights for my birthday this year by my lovely sister, Lizay. Thank you for that. And set them up and finally recorded an introduction video for my website that says, Hey, I'm Christina and this is the C method and, and sign up for my free course below, all of that stuff. And I had a lot of fun making it and I posted it on Facebook just to show people, hey guys, this is what I've been working on all day. And it was shared and viewed, I think, over 2,000 times within the first 12 to 24 hours, which I was not expecting at all. And as a result of that video, I had a lot of people signing up for the Small Talk Made Simple class on my site, which I wasn't expecting. So that taught me a, a massive lesson to do more video because it works. So keep an eye out next year. I do have plans to launch a new YouTube show of quick confidence and public speaking tips. So the videos will be maybe one to two minutes long and I will be doing that as well as this podcast. So don't worry, the podcast isn't going anywhere, but I will be adding more videos to my repertoire. So keep an ear out in 2017. I'll be sharing with you how those videos go in the new year and where you can go to subscribe. And I'll pop that introductory video in the show notes for you if you haven't yet seen it. Okay, we're on the home stretch. Lesson number 13. To be more effective when communicating with others, you must understand their different personality types. Now, I believe this is so important. I did four episodes on communicating with different personality styles, and I kicked it off in episode 62 with an interview with Ralph Muir Morris, who is an engagement skills trainer. And we talked about a very simple way that you can distinguish between the four main personality styles. I know that there's a lot of different personality style tests and matrices and stuff out there. But we talked about a really simple one. And I learned that some people like to make small talk first. Other people aren't so, you know, super friendly and they prefer to talk about business first before they make small talk about their personal lives. I learned that some people are more likely to work with you if they like you, whereas other people are more likely to work with you if you deliver good results, right? Or other people are more likely to work with you if they trust you rather than how good your work is. And if you know the personality style of different people, it will make you much, much more effective when you're communicating with them, when you're trying to sell them on something that you do, when you're trying to convince them, you know, if, with anything with building engagement and getting what you want and influence and all of that, just have, simply talking, have, getting along better with them. Understanding what their personality style is will make so much of a difference. So if you work with people who you feel like you just don't get along with or there's just some sort of clash there, chances are you're not speaking the same communication style language as them. So check out episodes 62 to 65. I share with you how to communicate with those different personality styles. Lesson number 14. I need to be more organized with this podcast. So I do my best to release this podcast by 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. 
in uh, Australia, which is about 6 p.m., I believe, Eastern Standard Time in the US. But every now and again, it doesn't get done by that time and I end up releasing it slightly later on the Wednesday. And more often than not, it's because I just wasn't organized enough to get it out on time, which is something that I really want to work on because I, when I say that I want to do something, I usually stick to it. And and of course, I've got you, dear listener, holding me accountable. I feel like if I've told you it's going to come out at 9 o'clock on Wednesday morning, it's going to come out 9 o'clock Wednesday morning and not midday and not 3 p.m. I mean, this podcast is a perfect example. I went out all day yesterday, went to the movies and then realized, oh, I've got to release a podcast tomorrow. And I knew what I was going to talk about, but I hadn't written the thing yet and I definitely hadn't recorded it. So next year, I definitely want to be more organized with the podcast and I know it will be much easier having Michael on board to help me edit. You might have met Michael Duong in one of the early episodes. He's helping me with the production of the podcast and he will hopefully feature more on the podcast as well. So I'm looking forward to that in 2017. Second last lesson I'm going to share with you, lesson number 15. My podcasting skills are highly valued. Now, I've been podcasting for over three years now, which is kind of long in the world of podcasting, I suppose. And for me, it's become natural, you might say, because I'm doing it every single week. It's a normal thing. And I just do what I do with the podcast. But this year, I've had people approach me and and show expressions of interest in starting a podcast and utilizing my help. And in fact, I do have a client right now who I am helping to set up a podcast and I'm actually co-hosting that one. And that's due to launch uh, early Feb or late Jan next year. And I will definitely keep you posted about that in the new year. But it got me thinking and it's what led Aaron, my partner and I, to set up a new business helping companies to set up their own internal or external podcast as well. Because we've realized that not many people have this skill to be able to podcast well. And it's something that we want to, you know, we want to be able to help other people set up great podcasts as well. Because we don't see many people doing that in Australia. And I would love to see more Australian podcasts. So so my podcasting skills have actually inspired this whole new business, which is kind of crazy, but awesome. Alrighty. Final lesson, lesson number 16 for 2016 is before you can connect with others, you must connect with yourself. And I learned this from Natalie Brewer, who I interviewed in episode 56. And, you know, everyone talks about engage the audience, you know, connect with the audience. Their me- your message must connect with the audience. But Natalie said, hey, if you're not connected with your message, it's very difficult, in fact, impossible to connect with the audience. So if you want to be a truly effective and engaging speaker, you must connect with the message yourself. And Natalie, in the episode, she explains that you can tell when people aren't connected to their message because they talk and it's like they're just talking, they're just saying the words, but they're not actually feeling that message or that story emotionally. So next time you go to do a speech or a presentation, I want you to think about what is the core message that you're sharing? What is the bigger picture? 
And how does this impact you and how does it impact your audience? And really think about, even meditate, close your eyes and go, why is this message so important? And then when you speak, you will speak with more emotion and you'll really feel those words that you're saying. Think about watching a great performer sing a song, right? You can see that they're connected to the song and that they really, you can feel their emotion in that song. And it's exactly the same when you speak. When you see a great speaker, you can feel that emotion and and the meaning, the true meaning and impact of what it is that they're saying. So I challenge you to do this for your next presentation. So there you have it, 16 lessons from a very eventful 2016. If you want a recap of these lessons and also find the links to all of those episodes and other things that I mentioned, make sure you go to the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 2016. That's thecmethod.com slash 2016, 2016. And that wraps up this episode, episode 91. Thank you so much for being a supporter and for being an amazing listener and for helping my 2016 to be super, super amazing. <laughs> like I mentioned at the start of the episode, I can't even believe that I am averaging over 12,000 downloads a month. So let, I'll set it, I'll set a new goal in 2017 and see if we can skyrocket that number even more. And that is all from me this week. I hope you have a rockin' New Year's and I will see you nice and fresh in 2017. Please don't be too hungover. (laughs) Keep on being awesome. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.